Oh, oh, wait, wait, we're, uh, we're live? <laughs> well, we're not live live, but, you know, we're NBA live. Oh, we're, oh, yeah, we're doing an episode this week. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, it's <clears throat> been a crazy week. I apologize, but I'm here. You really should put on some pants. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I caught you unprepared. Nope, you almost <laughs> did. I'm prepared somewhat for this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Let's show them just how prepared we are by starting the show. gaming podcast we are a part of the joystick entertainment network i am your illustrious host byron reed and alongside me is my co-host ken russie oh what's up man how are you well, i'm i'm good although i'm a little bummed because you're illustrious and i'm just co-host yeah you know one of us <laughs> can be one thing the other week we all can't be great all the time man only one of us can be a star Yep, and that star is me, because I am the show. <clears throat> now get down and lick my boots, worm. <laughs> yes, do that and all. But no, um, we, uh, last week we discussed some of our top, top games for 2018 that we're looking forward to playing, and this week we're going to continue that discussion. So, uh, I think without further ado, we should probably finish that discussion, and then we'll go from there, yeah? Yeah. Alright, sounds good to me. Well, yeah. So, yeah. the next game on my list that I want to play is uh, Detroit Become Human. Ooh, it's on my list too, haha. <laughs> yep. We finally got one. <laughs> we finally got one. <laughs> Woo! Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> um, I I know it's only taken like half the year to. <laughs> yeah, right. Finally yeah. find a game we agree on. Yeah, well, I mean, this is uh, <clears throat> this is from David Cage, if I recall, and he's done games like Beyond Two Souls, Fahrenheit, or Quantum Dreams, I think, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. Quantum Break. Quantum. Br- Wait, Quantum Break? No, not Quantum Break. Oh, I'm it's, sorry. Oh, no, 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 Indigo no, Prophecy. No. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, Indigo yes, Prophecy yes, yes. is what it's called. Um, or Fahrenheit 9-11. Not 9-11, just Fahrenheit. In Europe, it's called Fahrenheit. In the Americas, it got uh, the name got changed to Indigo Prophecy. Don't know why, <laughs> but it got its name changed. Um... And there was also the other game. Oh, right, Heavy Rain. Yeah. So, um, all of those were great games. I love um, David Cage's, Cage's storytelling, where it's like I feel like my choices actually do matter with his games. You yeah, because a lot of these uh, choose-your-own-adventure-style games, they give you the illusion of choice, where it's like you know, no matter <clears throat> what you do, you'll always come back to a you know, set point in the story. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Telltale games, which yeah, again, right, they're exactly. great stories, I love them, but they're illusions of choice uh, 
aren't as uh, effective. Um, and I tried to explain this to m my wife, where with a Telltale game, you know, if you choose to save this person, um, they're both still going to live uh, if they're needed in the story, obviously. Um, but the it's not like a branch. It's not like if I choose to save this person, the story branches off this way. Right. It's like, no, the story curves, but it comes back to the same point. Um, mm -hmm. It's just this character is no longer needed or it's kind of changed that way. Um, of course, she tells me, well, then why did you play it? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're fun games and they're good stories, but, you know, right. I just have that illusion of choice. Right. You but, can look past Yeah, but no, with um, all of uh, David Cage's games, minus, like, Indigo Prophecy, um, I do feel like my choices really do matter. Like, if if I give him a choice to save someone or to do something, like, the story's going to take a completely separate spin um, from that choice. Yeah. And so sometimes that can make a game uh, really short because you have to develop, you know, you're essentially developing two different uh, stories right. as opposed to one, but... Um, the character element too behind uh, Detroit, you know, with with the rise of androids and whether or not they deserve rights and all this good philosophical story that, that has I me, love. yeah, has me super intrigued too. I've, you know, if we had been doing a list like this for the past <laughs> uh, three years or so when they first mm -hmm. announced Detroit. It would yeah. probably be on my list every single year. Yeah, because it was supposed to come out a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. <And> never did. <laughs> yeah. pushed it back, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Please. Yeah. So, super excited for this. Uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to add about it. No, you kind of said everything. I mean, I I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle the, the androids in the game and, you know, and the, 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 the questions that are brought up about androids and all the other stuff. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What, so will... what philosophical answers will they have in this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, if there are answers, right right and wrong answers, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's not always clear. Yep. You can give your viewpoint on it, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make it the definitive answer. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I will skip that one when I get to it on my list. But the next one on my list is Anthem. Um, you, some of you might be surprised because of how miffed I am at Bioware. <laughs> but, um, but I, I said before when they, when they announced the game and everything, that I was cautiously optimistic about this one. Right. But I'm still upset because of how they handled Mass Effect and how they treated it. But, um, but no, I mean, Anthem has my interest because it's got a lot of things that I like. Um, Flying. But it, it, yeah, it's, shooting. It's got the jet. It's got the jetpack thing, the, the shooty thing, the loot thing. Forest. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's it's got a lot of things that I feel like could be good, and if done right, you know, Bioware could have something on their hands with this one. But again, I am cautiously optimistic about it. I'll be looking forward to seeing how everything develops. It's supposed to release in quarter four of 2018. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it definitely looks interesting. Um, 
I'll be waiting with bated breath to see if it's actually a good game or not. But um, it looks yeah. it definitely, you know, it looks interesting. Yeah, and and you know, just like with with any any sort of game like this, whether it be uh, Destiny or Borderlands, The Division or whatever, you know, um, just because something has a poor launch or whatever doesn't necessarily make it a bad game. I've said I I was talking with some people over the over the Magfest uh, weekend about Mass Effect, and I'm like, and I I firmly stand behind the fact that it's not a bad game. It's a bad Mass Effect game, yes, but it's not a bad game. Like the story is very safe and everything, and writers not writers not an interesting character and everything. But the gameplay, which is what most of us play games for, is in my opinion the best in the franchise. So that well, like if, like if, if the gameplay wasn't as interesting as it was for me, I probably would have just stopped playing it. But yeah. because that gameplay was interesting enough, it took me through the story like it was supposed to. But, you know, not a bad game, bad best that game, absolutely. But, yeah. Well, I think uh, Zangief uh, said it best. Just because it's a bad game doesn't mean it's a bad game. Yeah, 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 right. right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, you know so, some people might not like it, and that's fine. It's, it's not for them. It's okay. It's all right. So you, with these kinds of things, you have to really gauge, you know, the community and how the overall people are perceiving it. Because one person could say, it sucks, it's the worst thing ever. Somebody can really love it. Mm -hmm. You gotta decide for yourself. And it, and if the chance, you know, blends itself, play it for yourself and see what you think about it. But anyway. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm -hmm, you're okay. But yeah, so, uh, I'll, I guess I'll move along. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the next game on my list of... Uh, games of games yes. that I'm looking forward to is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, nice. I saw that and I was looking at that. It was it almost made mine. Mm -hmm. I, never, I had never played a Kingdom Hearts game before. Right. And then you remembered, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Why would I care now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is probably the um, last or only Kingdom Hearts game that I am excited for. And I'm hoping that it uh, answers questions and finishes the trilogy of the Kingdom Hearts games uh, in a nice little bow. Um, because it's been a really long time since Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Fuck, man. Because it's been a really long time since Kingdom Hearts 2. And so I think there's going to be a lot of fans uh, that really want this. And I think, too... Um, that there's going to be a lot of a criticism if this isn't a really, really good game, you know? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. People have been wanting this for years. It's almost like the uh, um, Duke Nukem situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, except um, a good series versus a bad series. <laughs> yeah, but, you know... <laughs> No, I, I can't be hating on uh, Duke Nukem because I really enjoyed Duke Nukem 64 uh, back when I was a wee bit younger. <laughs> wee bit younger, is that Yeah, wee bit younger. Yeah. <laughs> Just a wee lad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned that we may not get Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 this year 
because they still haven't released a lot of information. Um, not much is known about it, and this is still a tentative release date. Right. So I'm hopeful we get it, but if any of the games don't come out this year, this would be the mountain I would put my money on. Fair enough. Fair enough. The next one on my list is Code Vein. Talked about it a few weeks ago on the podcast, maybe, maybe a month or so ago now, when they first uh, revealed the whole thing. And I've seen a few more screenshots from it. And again, like the art style uh, just has my interest immediately. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle uh, the whole thing. It's just, it's one of those things where it reminds me of like a Dark Souls Bloodborne type of deal. Right. So, But yeah. with more blood. Right, exactly. More blood and more souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm. It, it's just, ah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Is that because you like Dark Souls Bloodborne? I do. I, I, I actually do like those games. Even though, again, like... Even though I am struggling with those games, I do like them because of the challenge they present to me as a player. So that's that's also why, you know, I bought both Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne at the same time, or Dark Souls 3, sorry, and Bloodborne at the same time. People were like, "Yeah, the employees were the employees behind the counter were like, yeah, if we don't see you for a bit, we know why." <laughs> yeah. Because you're a masochist, clearly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but I thought no. they had you tailed or something. <laughs> they were to check on me. Like, is he alright? What, what is he doing? Is he okay? Yeah. What, both at the same time? Is he a monster? Yeah. <laughs> like, and even though I'm, all, I'm, I'm working on the... I think I'm getting close to the third boss of Bloodborne and I'm still on the second boss of Dark Souls. Um, I'm just kind of taking my time with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ever beat them, but I'm taking my time with them and I'm having a fun time with those games still. So... Hoping, hoping this will be in the same vein. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's a humming in the background there, and uh. Yep. All right. So, moving right along. Yeah. Um, the next game that I am super excited for is Mega Man Eleven. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've been waiting for a new Mega Man game almost as long as I've been waiting for a new Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, And uh, I gotta admit, when they revealed the uh, video for it, um, it still looks a little clunky. Like It it looks like it needs a little more polish uh, on it. Um, just because like the run animation for Mega Man was kind of wacky, but I expect them to uh, clean that up and it'll look a lot better. It'll be more fluid, and yeah, like I've missed the blue bomber. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> nice, yeah, no doubt. I, people have been people have been waiting for a Mega Man game for a long time now, mm-hmm. and when they announced that they were doing one, people went crazy, which you know for good reason. Right, they broke the internet. Yeah. Again, I can't say I blame them. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know if they broke the internet, but (laughs) I'd like to imagine they did. 
<laughs> yeah, right. The the thing the thing that I love about Mega Man games is the music. So I'm just looking forward to see what kind of dope music they have in those games. That's true. And, they and do what, have so. a lot of great music in those they games. They always have really good music in the Mega Man games. Catchy so. music. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Oh I'm yeah. Looking forward to that alone. <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the YouTubers I watch will do a uh, playthrough of it. And yeah, he always talks about the music in the games. So yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> for that alone right but the next one on my list after Detroit because I already talked about it is Red Dead Redemption 2 it's confirmed that it's a prequel so that has me excited in itself I hope we get to see a young John Marston and you know whoever we play as is, as the main character of the game or if they do a GTA uh, uh, 5 thing and have you play as multiple characters might um, I mean they've been shown the image of you know a bunch of people. Yeah, that big, uh, that promotional image is you know those six guys, the six people you know while we're walking. Yeah, so I'd be yeah I'd be really surprised if they didn't. Yeah, and it, the the old the west the western style of game is one that's always been fascinating for me just because again like with most things you know wasn't around for that time period so you know we kind of have a a uh romanticized version of it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i'm looking I'm, I'm just i'm so i'm so excited for for red dead 2 so excited Rockstar's been taking their time with it. They pushed it back numerous times, and that's typical of Rockstar, so I'm not too surprised. I think when when they first talked when they first talked about it, and and there was a release uh, date or window for it, I was like, it's not it's not coming out, and it didn't. <laughs> so I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I I'm I'm concerned about the online aspect of it though. But that's a whole other conversation that we could get into because we don't know much about it right now. So yeah, I agree with you. I think I uh, I like games that are set in a western setting, you know, with guns and the outlaws and horse riding and stuff. Yeah. But then I remember this is from Rockstar, and I don't want anything to do with them. So. <laughs> uh... Well, I I can tell you safely, I'm one of those people who's never spent real money. To buy money in GTA 5, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Never done it once. So that doesn't concern me. It's it's how they're going to price everything and what the online infrastructure is going to be at launch, if they're even going to have it at launch, and if they're going to do DLC for it and blah de blah de blah. So wait, when I said support Rockstar, you went, you've never paid for like DLC cash? Yes. So that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> no, think, I'm going with the I don't like Rockstar as a company, and yeah. a lot of their uh, subject matter in their games is not the sort of subject matter that I even care remotely about. Okay. So I I try All not right. to support them because they um, put in stuff that doesn't uh, tickle my fancy. I right. guess maybe yeah. maybe I can explain it that way. It doesn't tickle my fancy. Okay, and, and, so. and that's and again, like that's perfectly fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's it's uh it's twenty eighteen, so you can do whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> All right. Well, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going on to the next game, All which right. is Shenmue Three. 
Almost, it, was, it was on my list, and then you talked about it before the show, mm -hmm. and yeah. <laughs> so you added it? I didn't add it, but oh, it's, man. It's, it's, it's in my head. Right. So I think, so really interesting that the, the last, I guess, three games that I've talked about have been sequels to games that people have wanted in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like this, the last version of Shenmue, which is Shenmue 2, Shenmue 2, came out in Europe on the Dreamcast. And because the Dreamcast was dead in America, they ported it and put it on the original Xbox. That's how old uh, Shenmue 2 was. So we're talking yep. back in like 2001, 2002. So it's been like 16 years now. <laughs> right. Since That's I've crazy. gotten my Shenmue on. <laughs> and I must say that uh really 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 want me some uh Shenmue action. <laughs> because Shenmue 2 ends on a super huge cliffhanger. Like super huge. Like I'll be honest, I feel like I need to replay through the games again. So that mm -hmm. I can refresh my memory. Now, um, let me stop you right there before you continue. And let me just say, I've never played a Shenmue game before. But still. Yes. So they're great games that Byron has never played because he doesn't like great games. Yeah, <laughs> uh, teasing, of course. But. <laughs> um, no. I've thought about going back and playing them again. Um. Just so that I can get that refresher and, and you know, get me hyped once it gets closer or once Shenmue 3 actually releases. Um, because, like I said, it ends on a huge cliffhanger. You don't, like, Shenmue 2 doesn't finalize the story in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think I actually remember reading that the uh, producer or the author, whatever you want to call him, uh, Yu Suzuki, that when he originally came up with the idea for Shenmue. The first Shenmue game was supposed to be part one in like a six-part uh, story. Or... I remember, yeah, I remember hearing something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because it did so uh, poorly, um, <clears throat> he kind of like ramped up the story and moved it along. And Shenmue right. 2 covers like three or two through uh, four, I think. So the last game is supposed to finish up that story that was his plan but because again it uh, sold poorly he never right. got to do that until now <laughs> right. and it was actually supposed to release last year like at the end of last year um, but it got pushed back and it still doesn't have a release date but um, I'm not surprised um, this is Yu Suzuki's uh, his team is notorious for being a little slow but as long as they get the game right, I don't care. Just get it right and release it. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> That's get all I right, care about. Release it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All that matters. Take mm. your time. Get it right. Yeah. So um, this is, uh, again, Shenmue 3 that I am super excited about. And I'll make Byron uh, watch someone play through the first two Shenmue games. <laughs> I, was, I was actually just going to say, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch a playthrough of the first two Shenmue games so I could have so I could get caught up on everything that's right. going on. Well, there was actually, I reported this in one of our news sections a while back, but Sega trademarked Shenmue HD. 
and uh, we wasn't sure if this was going to be like an HD collection of the Shenmue games, so right. that they was prepping people so that they could uh, be able to play them uh, before, or I've heard some rumblings that uh, the first people that buy Shenmue 3, they'll mm-hmm. actually give them uh, the HD copy of 1 and 2 so that they can get caught up because it's been such a long time, and for people like you that they've never even played Shenmue, they don't even know what the heck Shenmue is. Is that the game? Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, is that the game? Because I think there's like a meme or some shit about it. Is that the game where the dude's walking around asking about, asking if anybody's seen any sailors or some shit? Yes. Okay, yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's also the one. Any sailors around here? <laughs> well, it's also the one. Um, I alluded to it on our last episode where he walks around and he asks people, and the question he asks them is, Hey, about that day, and their response <laughs> is, "You mean the day that it rained?" <laughs> um, so, yeah, it had some questionable choices for translation, but that just adds to its charm, man. Like, yeah. like it doesn't take away from it; it it just adds to it for me. So, oh, yeah. I but yeah, there so. is a point in time where he has to go looking for some sailors. And so he asks a bunch of people about sailors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. He has like a brown coat on or whatever. Like. Yeah. Wearing a brown <laughs> yeah. jacket. Well, that's because the game takes place in 1986. Mm. So it's actually set in the past. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very so no cell phones. Consider me hyped. All right. For finding out who those sailors were. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't the sort of sailors you're thinking of, my friend. I I can imagine not. <laughs> They're kind of mean, actually. I'm sure a bunch of jerks. But on to a guy who's not mean and has uh, quite a bit of charm to him. Next game, well, this is for Spider-Man. Love me, Spider-Man. Hey. He's... He is my favorite superhero, and this is coming out for a PlayStation. This just looks like one of those games that's going to be just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man and his games are the open world ones where you get to swing around New York City. And the web physics and how they handle all that. It's just somewhat, it's, oh, it's fantastic. But <clears throat> no, from what I've seen of the game, like I said, it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And... Uh, It'll have its serious moments, but it's a Spider-Man game, so you know you know mm-hmm. what you're gonna get with Spider-Man. Yeah, so and it looks really good too. Like it looks fantastic. Well, this is uh, also a game that I have on my list. Yeah. Yeah. We got another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, that's because also Spider-Man is my favorite superhero hey. of all time. Yeah, and. Um, I'm really intrigued with the story that they've shown so far. Like, I almost wonder if this will tie into the uh, Spider-Man animated movie that they showed. Um, just because it almost looks like Spider-Man is murdered, and then they're showing um, Miles Morales, I believe is how you pronounce his name, yeah. which is um, a version of Spider-Man that took on the mantle after Peter Parker was killed. Yeah. Um, By the way, 
Yeah. Let Miles be one of the best characters of 2018, please. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just saying, guys. Come yeah. On. Well, if they if they do it, like, um, honestly, I'm I'm at the point where I think that's what they're gonna do. So if they don't do it, I I think I'm gonna be probably upset. <laughs> yeah. Do this man justice. Do do Miles justice. Please. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, Peter Parker's had enough time in the spotlight. <laughs> Give Miles some action. <laughs> Exactly. Mhm. But yeah, so uh, it it looks pretty great, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. Mhm. Did you have any more games on your list? Because I think I have more than you did. <laughs> oh, I think I know you did. Um, yeah. In fact, I have a couple more games on my list. All right. Well, and well, I'm gonna did, move well, on to had, the next we one. Had, we had yes, we had a similar one, so that'll cut out time or mm-hmm. cut out one that I'm talking about again. So that's good. Yep. Um, but no, the next game that I'm looking forward to is The Crew 2. Saw that on there. I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't a fan of the first one. That's just me. I, I don't even know. Did you play the first one? I did. I played a little bit of it. Oh, man. Um, no, I, I thought it was really great. Like, the only problem I had with it was that mm-hmm. I, I felt like I didn't have enough time to actually get in and, and play it all. You know, like it was it was kind of nice for a couple of weeks because that was all I did. I just got in and drove and and <laughs> I just like saw the country for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, that's really the biggest draw with the crew. And I'm going to oh, assume yeah. the crew, too. It's not the driving around to the checkpoints. It's not the story. Um, it's really not um, the other players. Uh, at least for me, the biggest draw is just how big this map is, and it makes me feel like I can go anywhere and and do anything and not have to worry, you know, kind of just drive. Um, right. So that's that's why I kind of like it. I know that there's a whole aspect of driving with your own crew and like completing the story or trials um, with a set of friends and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know anyone who was playing it. And I didn't really, like, uh, go out and try and find people who were playing it. So I just, like, <laughs> uh, went solo the whole way through. All right. Did you enjoy it solo, though? Because, I mean, I- I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm open to trying it again. Like, I can always re-download my Xbox. I'm always open to trying it again. Right. I mean, um, it's hard to say if it was better by myself or with friends because I never really mm-hmm. played it with anyone else. Yeah. Like, there was a time... <laughs> There was a dude, I think he had a monster truck, and I'm just driving down the highway, and then all of a sudden he sees me, and he, like, does a freaking U-turn, and then he's trying to run me over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'm going through trees and then trying to avoid him and going yeah. down areas, and, oh, it was pretty great. Just trying to avoid him from uh, hitting me, like... There was no other reason other than him just trying to run me over. <laughs> and I had a lot of fun uh, trying to avoid him, especially considering that this uh, monster truck he had was, like, way faster than the vehicle I was traveling in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I had to do a lot of, like, U-turning and, like, going, trying to hide in places. And mm-hmm. I think I, I finally did outsmart him, although he did, like, crush me or kill me twice but 
Uh, yeah, man. Like, yeah. I mean, if you said, hey, I downloaded this, uh, you want to play it? I would be like, hell yeah, and be there in a heartbeat. All right, cool. Definitely. I, I mean, like, cause like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm always up for trying things again. Because, cause, I mean, not to go off topic here, but I did that with Borderlands. Uh, the first time I played through it, I got about halfway through and was just like, eh, I'm done, I'm bored. Stop right. playing it. And I uh, returned to the GameStop and everything, traded in, whatever, you know. And then I was, and then I got the itch to play Borderlands again. And I picked it back up and I loved it the second time I played through and actually beat it by myself, solo. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm open to trying, trying it again. Thinking about seeing, how, seeing if I like it. That'll be cool. Yeah, so <clears throat> the next game on my list is State of Decay 2. I wish you would play this with me because it's going to be multiplayer, but you don't like zombies. <laughs> so there goes that. No, I do not. <laughs> but um, I love the first State of Decay. It's it's a zombie. I know it's a zombie game. People are tired. Some people, anyway, are tired of zombies, and I get it. I get it. But this one uh, does things differently than most other zombie games do. It's a survival game, so you've got you've gotta manage you gotta manage different supplies like food, medicine, uh, supplies for, you know, building stuff and things like that. And then you have these different these different characters that you control. Each character has a different set of skills that that will go up as you use them and they have certain things that they're good at. Uh, there's, there's a character that I have in, in the first state of decay who's good with blunt weapons. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a girl who's good with firearms. So, you know, you have to play with those characters and get those skills up, and they can teach the other characters that you have how to be better at those things. And and they can, and you know, vice versa, learn from each other and everything. It's a big community group type of uh, thing that they have going on with it. You have to manage. You know your relationships with other with other groups that you find in the in the world and everything. And if things go sour, you know they could come attack you or whatever. Um, there's also the fact that if you're if you one of your characters dies, they're gone, they're dead. And and depending on how they die, they'll probably get turned into a zombie, which means you have to go kill them and get your stuff back. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, so you could so you could be out, you know, in in the middle of the map somewhere with your character and get overwhelmed because you you think, oh no, I'll be fine. I can man, I'll be fine. I'll be good. I got it. And you get overrun <laughs> by zombies and you die. Yeah. When you're other characters, I gotta go get my stuff back. So you bring someone with you. You think it's gonna go well. It it may or may not go well depending on the situation. But this is making me want to go play State of Decay again. <laughs> so, yeah. This... So I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to State of Decay too, man. It, and like I said, it's going to be co-op. You can play with other people now. So that gives me even more incentive to play with friends and mm. play more. So, yeah. Really hyped for State of Decay 2. Really hyped for State of Decay 2. Cool. Quarter 1, quarter 2, 2018 is what it says anyway. So we'll see. Right. And I, I wish I wasn't such a weenie and and could handle zombies, but you know, I just can't handle them, man. Okay. They're not um, for everyone. I mean, I mean literally, because you don't delete you. Yeah. They're not for anyone. 
<laughs> you, yes, correct. That's the correct phrase there. All right. So, yeah, so here is my last game that I am excited to play in 2018. And that is Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. I was good. When you said Travis, I was like, No More Heroes? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar with oh yeah. Yeah. No. I. Um. I mean, back on the Wii, this was one of the hot games to play that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, kind that of wasn't a. Zelda. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, there's honestly, there's not a whole lot um, that's been revealed about this game. Like there was a, a trailer where he's talking to the audience. <laughs> Right. Um, but there's really not much else uh, known about that. So, again, wouldn't be surprised if this game wasn't pushed back till 2019. Um, but having played uh, the first game and the second game and just knowing how uh, kind of crazy and ridiculous this is and it's just kind of a, a nice, fresh change of pace uh, with it, that uh, I'm super excited to... Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you how you react to that game because I've heard it's a lot of fun. Just never played it myself. Didn't I owned a Wii, but I wasn't really playing it like that. So I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm not gonna go through each of these individually just because I'm gonna do a lot of talking if I do that. So the next, the last four on my list are Soul Calibur Six, The Wolf Among Us Season Two, The Walking Dead Final Season, and Vampire. All of those round out the list of games that I'm looking forward to in 2018. Various different reasons. Cause they look good. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it uh, at that for now. So, cause I'm pretty sure at some point I'll be we'll, I'll be talking about most if not all of these games later on so yeah right they will have their time in the sun (laughs) put it that way under the lights whatever so that was our games of 2018 that we are looking forward to we had split it into two parts yeah had split into two parts because we had so many games and again one might say too many games (laughs) you can never have too many games but um those are games that we're looking forward to playing in 2018 Probably not going to get to all of them because, again, money and such. But, you know, we'll see. But we should probably go ahead and jump into our new segment for the week. So let's go ahead and jump into that, yeah? Yeah. So there is a, I believe it's a rumor going around in the rumor mill. Um, that Microsoft is working on a new Fable game, and that it's being headed by the Forza developer, Forza? Forza developer, Forza. Playground. Forza. Yeah. For, is it Forza? Really I always pronounce Forza. it Forza. Nah, Forza. For, yeah, but it's spelled Forza. <laughs> I know, but it's like F-O-Z-A. Forza. If you had, had a D, it'd be Forzad. <laughs> Forza. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not British, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess a little um, background 
is that the playground company is most known for making the uh, Forza Horizon <laughs> series. Um, and yeah, right now they're a UK-based developer, which the Fable series, the original Lionhead Studios, was uh, based in the UK. Yeah. So that'll be interesting because um, all the right now it's it's pretty much a rumor. We don't really know anything else. And after having the um, failed Fable Legends, which I don't know if you ever got to play that. Was you ever in the beta? I did not. No. Yeah. So was that the was, was that the on rails one? No. The one? No. No. The Connect one actually came out. This uh, Fable Legends, it went into beta um, for several months, the closed beta, and then they just killed it. They gave it the axe and said, we're done with this. It was kind of a, what it was, was it's kind of like a MOBA um, in the Fable style, in that you would have four heroes uh, would go kind of matchmake into a map, and then you would have a fifth hero that was actually playing the bad guy, and the okay. bad guy would like set up traps and set up monsters and deploy stuff to try and prevent the heroes from escaping or living. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I never got to play the uh, bad guy part. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but yeah, I never got to play the bad guy part. Um, and it was kind of, I mean, it was fun to play, but it was also kind of lacking. So I understand why they canceled it. And when you consider that... Um, we haven't really had a new Fable game since I I believe it's 2011, 2012. Uh, if we're not including the Kinect game, because no one cares about the Kinect game. <laughs> yeah, that's Fable Three was the last main one in the series, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose they have the Fable card game, but I digress. Um, the the last mainline Fable game uh, has been several years, and even though it was a bit of a disappointment, I still enjoy the Fable series. So. Hearing this rumor, and, and I'm hoping that it's true, uh, because I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me as well. Being being someone who got into Fable sort of late <clears throat> in its lifespan, I missed the first one. I heard about the second one, and I was like, let me try this out. And I love the second one. The third one was fine, in my opinion. Like I, I like it. I still play it from time to time. Um, but it took things from two... Some of the things away. But anyway. Right. I enjoy Fable. I went back and when they remastered the the first one, I bought it and picked it up and still working my way through it years later now. But that's because I'm slow yep. playing games. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the first Fable. The only problem I had with it um, was that it was a tad short. And there was also a point where... Um, like, there was certain side quests that if you went and completed the main quest before you completed those side quests, you couldn't go back and do those side quests, even though you could continue to play the game afterwards. Mm. Um, so that frustrated me. <laughs> because, as a, I, you know, I love completing my side quests, but sometimes right. you don't know what's the main quest and what's the side quest, and you get so caught up, you do the main quest, and then you don't get to complete the side quest. It's just frustrating. Yeah. I do, I do like how in the first fable, though, I'm going to go off topic here, but in the first fable that, you know, what you do sort of impacts how your character looks. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if you want to do magic-based stuff, you're going to look older. 
which is kind of frustrating for me because I mean I, I didn't know that going in but uh, <laughs> so yeah. I have a bunch of magic stuff and my character I I, th- I think he has a bald head now and he's old like really like older looking I'm like this guy doesn't look like someone who'd save the world but he's gonna do it anyway <laughs> so. yeah yeah also, like, depending it, on on what stuff. you use and uh, if you're good or evil that'll change. Um, your look, and that's probably <laughs> that's probably my favorite part. Even though I'm always like, I always have like a halo above my head, and I look like an angel dude because I used a lot of swords and shit. I use beefcake. Yeah. Um, that that is my favorite part is that depending on how you play, changes your look. Yeah, and I, I like I like that about the Fable series now, but I didn't know that it was to that level of extreme going back to playing the first one. Um, after I played two and three, mind you, because they didn't do, at least one out, they didn't have all the, you know, all the serious angelic looking things, whether you were a good guy and vice vice versa, but. Well, I think it added horns if you're a bad guy. Like it added horns and there was an aura, like your aura went from a blue if you were good to red Mm -hmm. if you were bad. And the neutral, I I think it was just a white color. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah. but I I think that's what it did. I may have to fire up Fable once Fable Anniversary once once we finish talking today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're we're both we're both looking forward to seeing if this rumor actually has any weight to it mm-hmm. in the future. I'm hoping it does. That'd be kind of cool. Yep, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? carrying on now. Yeah. Uh, I sp- we spoke about We Happy Few in last week's episode as one of our uh, most anticipated games for 2018. And new story this week for it is that it's been delayed until summer 2018. So, mm. the, yeah, so I mean, it's still coming out this year, so we're still good on that. Just be a little later than, I guess, what was anticipated. So the game's currently uh, content complete. But it needs more polish, and the studio is working on "quote unquote" major improvements to the beginning of Arthur's story. So, again, uh, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but I would, ju- I, again, I'm all for taking your time and making sure that the game comes out the way you want right. it to, and <clears throat> all the other business. So that numerous times on the podcast before. Yeah, so I mean that really sucks. Is we was looking forward to that. It was on our top games. Um, I gotta say though, one of the news stories I read about that is that they're we're calling it a survival horror game, and to my knowledge, there's not really much horror in it. Like I would call it a survival action game. You know, I mean, just because people paint up their faces, they're not even they're, they don't even got like red noses. Like if you made them clowns, I could understand. <laughs> well, there there's obviously more than what we've seen in the little preview that we were able to play. Right. So you think there's going to so, be some monsters lurking? Maybe. I would kind of like it if that were the case. You may not, but I would. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. You might, you, yeah, you might just say, oh, second thought, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. But on the second side, I almost wonder if this is maybe related to them porting it to the PlayStation 4 um, more than a glitch. Like maybe they're having issues. I mean, yeah. clearly I'm just speculating here, <clears throat> but since there wasn't a preview program for the PlayStation 4 version, 
That almost makes me think they're having issues with that version. And since they want to release them at the same time, um, they're pushing it back to summer so that they can get that stuff figured out. That makes it's, sense. It's not really that much of a delay. I mean, they went from spring, could only be like a month going from spring to summer. Yeah, true. Very true. We'll see what happens, though. All right. I guess you want me to move on to my next story. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So my next story is that there is currently a mod on the PC for Half-Life uh, called Earth's Special Forces that turns Half-Life into a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds intense. <clears throat> yeah, well, they've been working on this mod since 2013. Um, but they've been releasing various different uh, versions for it. And they have, uh, obviously, different characters you can play as. Um, the website itself for the mod states that players can do almost anything, from recreating their favorite battles to just beating each other up. It features include melee and energy attacks, flying, running, swimming, jumping, and even transforming. So, <laughs> that's, I think that's more cool that they're um, working in the Half-Life Gold Source. Uh using this, making this Half-Life mod. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I'm going to have to take a look at it once we yeah. go off area. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bandai Namco doesn't shut this down like a mean Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Maybe. Those guys are protective, man. <laughs> Very true. I mean, I can't say I blame them, really. Well, but, yeah. They are releasing Dragon Ball Fighter Z here soon. That's very true, very true. Next week. Yep. Next week it comes out. I'm excited. So, speaking of all, speaking of being excited for things, my second news story is that new cosmetics are coming in Overwatch. And again, segue. I'm excited for those. <laughs> so, there's a ton of new cosmetic items coming in Overwatch on January 23rd. Uh, that includes uh, skins, sprays, and the launch of the map Blizzworld. That's also going to make make its way in the update. There's also a few loot box changes. They're adding more things to the loot box pool. So, you know, you'll be able to get things you want more. And if you save up your tokens, you know, which is what my friend's been doing. She's got like 7,000 7, some tokens now. Yeah, So Jesus. When Blizzworld comes out, yeah, she... Yeah, she'll be, she'll be ready to get all the things that she wants right off the bat. I have like two thousand some, so depending on how much some of these some of these legendary and epic skins cost, um, I might be getting a few of these on the first day of the new update, which is nice. And some of the skins, from what I've seen, look really cool because they've shown off a few of them so far. They've shown off Farah's new skin, which looks really nice. Uh, Lucio has a new skin. Uh, Hanzo has a Kabuki, <clears throat> Kabuki uh, warrior type of skin. Yeah, I, th I think I've seen that because he's wearing a, a old samurai hat and he has like yeah. a mask. He has the mask on and everything. Yeah, it yeah. looks really cool. His bow looks really cool. Even though I don't play Hanzo like that, but no, I'm, I'm <laughs> really yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to these skins, man. It, it's just gonna bring a bring a fresh new. Uh, coat of paint to the game, and if you combine that with the with the with the new map, Blizzard and the skins associated with that as well, 
Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. January twenty third. Get ready. Yay. Oh, wait. But I'm ready now. <laughs> uh, well, gotta wait. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't own Overwatch then. Yes, also that <laughs> saddens me to this day. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's cool. I mean, I'm sure people that are playing Overwatch are super excited about that. Um, But my last bit of news story is that they have announced... Uh, over in the Land of the Rising Sun, their okay. top 10 best-selling video games for the year of 2017. And I thought that I would shotgun this and get through the list real quick. Sure. With numbers here. Coming in at number 10 is Super Mario Maker for the Nintendo 3DS. I believe, let's see. Yeah, it sold 423,000 copies. Jeez. Number 9, Pokemon Sun and Moon, which sold 576,000 copies. Number 8, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which sold 688,000 copies for the Switch. Number 7 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sold 1,103,000 copies. Number six, Super Mario Odyssey, which sold 1,324,000 copies. At number five, Dragon Quest IX Echoes of the Elusive Age for the PlayStation 4, which sold 1,336,000,000 copies. Number four, Monster Hunter Double Cross for the 3DS, which sold 1,684,000 copies. Yeah, number three, Dragon Quest IX Echoes of the Elusive Age for the 3DS, which sold 1,744,000 copies. And number two, Splatoon 2 for the Switch, which sold 1,752,000 copies. And the number one game in Japan that sold over 2 million copies was Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I can't say I'm too surprised. I see with Pokemon, mm -hmm. Pokemon being number one. Well, the most interesting thing about that is that the top ten games that sold in Japan, only one of those was not on a Nintendo hardware. It's very true. Everything else was on 3DS or Nintendo Switch. Yeah. They're very... Uh, Portable? Home team friendly over there. I don't... Are you kidding? Sony's a Japanese company. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah. Um, no. <clears throat> I think it's more that they're portable. They love their portable consoles uh, over there. So it's more because the Switch and the 3DS are something you can take with you. Because with Japan, a lot of people have to commute. And they have right. nothing to do during that commute. So if you have a game system you can play while you're commuting... Um, you're good to go. That makes sense to me, yeah. Yeah. So that's why um, I think the Switch is selling so well, because you're getting almost um, PlayStation 4 quality graphics on the go. It's very true. I mean, that, that, I mean you're, you're right. The commute thing is a big deal. 
if you have something like you said that you can take with you on a train or you know whatever you know why mm -hmm. not occupy your time yep so that makes total sense to me well I mean heck uh, looking up this list um, because they go even further in depth um, the 32nd place game <clears throat> is a PlayStation Vita game uh, which granted it's Minecraft and it only sold like 171,000 but here in America where the PlayStation Vita is I'd say virtually dead like it's on life support at best um, over in Japan it's still something that people play and get games on so yeah, thriving over there I wouldn't say it's thriving now that the Switch has come out but before it was it totally was But again, like I mean, I, I I'm not too surprised by the list overall, and the fact that most of it is Nintendo, and you know, there's one Sony thing on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't surprise me in the least. So you weren't surprised that uh, Breath of the Wild wasn't even in the top five? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean. I can't uh, speak for the uh, Japanese Japanese, <laughs> Japanese side of the world. Obviously. Can you can you speak I, with the Japanese? Uh, I can say a few Japanese words. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I have a conversation with you, but I can say a few things. About it. And they're all swear words. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really interesting. Though. Right. No doubt. Yeah, let's uh, move along to your last piece of news. Yep, I was, I was just going to make my make my move and do that. So my final piece of news is that PUBG has banned uh, 100,000 plus cheaters. The uh, the players have gotten a permanent, permanent ban, and the developers found them out after a thorough gameplay data review of over 10 million players. They are. They they've said that you know they want to cut down on the cheating and yeah. all that other stuff, which obviously is a good thing because you know those kinds of people can ruin the game for everyone else. Um, what they quantify as cheating wasn't made clear in the article that I found from uh, IGN, but but still, always a good thing to get rid of those cheaters and get rid of the toxic behavior in yeah. these sorts of games. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I would say it's surprising the sheer amount because usually when you hear about cheaters, it's usually like a couple thousand or even like 10,000 or whatever. Because I remember yeah. when they had that news story where they banned 10,000 uh, users in one uh, go. That was like, that was a lot of users that they banned. Yeah, and and they did, they did this 100,000 all in a single wave as well. So they're getting better at this. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, but I'm glad because... Because I, I hate cheaters. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's one of the reasons why I try to avoid um, playing online games. Because you get people that will just cheat or just use glitches or whatever they can um, to their advantage. And it feels like that's, you know, that's not the way the game's meant to be played. Yeah, and, you know, that that's why I don't play certain games online or like you or like you. I prefer, you know, playing solo because mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't have to deal with any of that. I can play it, you know, how I want to play it and how I think it's meant to be played. 
and that's especially true for sports games for me. That's for me the big thing is sports games. Like, if if sports games were uh, if Madden, for example, take Madden. If Madden uh, Madden's franchise was more interesting for me, then I probably wouldn't even touch an online league because I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. All the rules and micromanaging people and their egos and all that stuff. It's a pain. <laughs> I hear you. And you know, being that we we are um, you know, on the committee in our in our Madden league, it's you have to deal with it on a daily basis. So. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Pain in and of itself. But the game within the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. That's a meta game. Talking about games within games. <laughs> But yeah, that was all of the news for this week. We'll have more for you next week because that's how we do this thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably gonna. I was gonna cover the Overwatch League this week, but I or this week's round of games mm-hmm. because there was some really good ones this week. But uh, I I I had to decide between covering that and the Overwatch skins and stuff, and I decided that the skins and cosmetics will be more interesting for people. Than right. hearing about the Overwatch League, but I may I may just make it a, its own dedicated spot um, while the while the league's going on. I may just talk about things that I notice in the league and give a breakdown of the games and standings, all that stuff. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be cool. Yeah. So you actually had something that you wanted to do this week that was new. Yes. Yes. Or probably a one-time thingy. Um, but I wanted to play a game with you, Byron. I like games. Um, <laughs> games are bad. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Oh, God. That, sorry, that was my best um, dude from Saw. I forget his name. Jigsaw. Jigsaw, yeah. <clears throat> that was my best Jigsaw impersonation, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, just something uh, different uh, to do here on the R&R podcast. Yeah. Um, and this week I'm doing a special Pug versus Pug. And it's a very simple game. Um, I'm going to have a word, and that word is going to be either associated with a pug, the you know dog type pug things, yeah. or yes. Pubg, which some people pronounce it PUBG, but it's Pubg, <laughs> which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So. For each uh, one, because the word is either going to be associated with the pug or the PUBG, if you get that right, you get a point. And if you can guess what that is within the world or what it relates to for the pug, um, you will get a point. And if you get so many points, you will be deemed the pug versus PUBG champion. All right. I'm not prepared for this, but that makes it better. <laughs> More exciting for everyone involved. Yep. Exactly. As fail. Watch as I fail gloriously at this game. <laughs> yes. And so, alright. So here we go. Starting off. First word for you is mobs. Mobs? M-O-B? Mops. M-O-P-S. M-O-P-S. Um, yes. Pug? It is a pug. 
Hey. So one point for you, but what does mops mean? Oh, it means something? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to guess for the audience? Oh, no, I didn't want to hazard a guess. Uh, uh, mops. Oh, God. I can't, I can't even begin to put words together. <laughs> All right. So, no point there. But, mops, or as it can also be pronounced, moops, is the German slash Russian word for pug. Oh, yeah. yeah I would not have known that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, here we go. Your second word. Carabiner. Carabiner? Mm-hmm. Um... Can you get, like, a hint or anything? Is, is I'm sorry, but I didn't have enough time to yeah. do hints. <laughs> <laughs> you have a 50-50 choice. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's do PUBG. PUBG? Yeah. You are correct. Yes. So what is a carabiner in PUBG? I believe, I believe it's, I, I see, I'm hearing, I'm hearing like, I'm hearing uh, like a car, car, carbine, carbine type of thing. So mm -hmm. is it, is it a style, is it a style of gun? I need you to be more specific. <laughs> oh man. Is it an assault, no, it's an assault rifle. Well, it could be an assault rifle. Uh, we'll go with a, a sniper rifle. Hey, ding, ding, ding. It is a sniper rifle within the world of PUBG. Nice. All right. So three out of four points. Good job. So here is your next word. Dakia. Dakia? Dakia. I could be horribly mispronouncing this, but I'm pronouncing it Dakia. <laughs> <laughs> um... Pubga? It is Pubga. Now nice. what is it? It's one of the uh one of the uh towns, I believe. Mm, no, it's not a town. Mm. Good guess. But the Dakia Oh it's a fucking gun, isn't it? No, it's a type of car found in Pubga and oh, it's, it's based oh, it's based God. on the real life Dakia thirteen hundred. <laughs> this also shows how much or how little I play this game. <laughs> oh man, it's funny because I I had read they were doing an update a while ago for, for PUBG and uh, I was reading about the different different things they were doing and one of the things was about the Dakia and uh, yeah okay all right I remember that now okay all right so the last not the last one we got uh, two more. Okay. So the next word you got, Vintores. Vintores? Vintores. The last three have been, have been PUBG. Ah. Uh, hmm. Is it, is it PUG? It is not PUG. Uh, should have went with the instincts and picked PUBG. <laughs> yep. But what is it related to in PUBG? In PUBG. In Torres. 
That is, I believe, uh, is that one of the cities? One of the towns? It is not one of the towns. God damn it. It sounds like it, sounds like it would be a name of some sort. It is. This, this is a bit tricky because it's actually an alternate name of the VSS sniper rifle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, uh, I forget the full name, but it's all Russian stuff. Fair <laughs> and, enough. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm losing my track here. But yeah, uh, if you look it up, the alternate name for the VSS is the Vintoras. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so your last word here, which would get you to five points, right? We got one, two, okay. three, yeah, four points. So the last one, grumble. Grumble? Mm-hmm. Pug? It is pug. What's it related to? Uh, is it a type of pug? Uh, you gotta like, be more specific. Like, 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 like a breed of pug is called a grumble or something. I don't, I don't know. No. Nope. No dog fan. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, because when I think of grumble, I think of like a sound. That's what I think of. But uh. Right. But no, the the correct answer is that a grumble is a group of pugs. So having oh, more yeah. than one pug is a grumble. Ah. Look mm-hmm. at this. Yep. We're learning stuff here on R and R. Exactly. Like yeah. And Become so you got <laughs> Yeah. And so you got five points and that qualifies you for the final answer, which is a multiple choice answer oh, to make boy. things easier for you. Very simple. We'll get the um million dollar question thing going on here in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um but here's your question. Because of their size, pugs are known to catch this more easily. Is it A, fleas? Is it B, a dog treat or biscuit? Is it C, a cold? Or is it D, a taxi? Uh, fleas. Is that your final answer? Yes. And uh, no, that is incorrect. No. <laughs> the the correct answer is the uh, cold. Because of their size, they have a very small snout. And because it's so small, uh, they're more susceptible to catching colds. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and see, I was, I was thinking, I knew pugs were small dogs, but I mm-hmm. just figured that, like, the less surface air, whatever, I don't know. Dogs, <laughs> yep. So yeah, so uh hope you guys enjoyed this little segment, Pug versus Pubg. I'm uh, not gonna lie. That was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. Plus I got right. to learn things. But that's always good for me. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully you pub pubg or pug people out there uh appreciated this and can, you know, uh spout your uh disparaging words or preferably <laughs> positive comments to me in the comments <laughs> yeah there's gonna be someone that goes I knew it was a cold why didn't you guess that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> I 
I had a good time though, man. That was great. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. So, after that, it's time for our community segment. Community segment! This week, we asked you guys what games you were looking forward to in 2018, and we got a few answers here on the joystick forums. The first coming from Dalton Truman, who says he's super excited for Anthem. I, I, <laughs> well, I said in the episode, or previous episode that we talked about Anthem, I believe, that I'm cautiously optimistic. You're still going to show me some things. I think you talked about it during this episode. This is one? Okay, it was... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this one. I think <laughs> I mentioned it a while ago, though. Yeah. A while ago beforehand, which is what, which, which, which is what I was referring to. Right. But yes. Yeah, thank you, though. The next comment comes from Matthew Edward Miller. He says, this goes without saying, but Kingdom Hearts 3. I really don't care if any, if nothing comes with the special edition of the game, I will buy it. I've decided I will call off work, go to the midnight release, etc. Be all because of this game. So Square, don't push me. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. That, that sounds like he's having too much fun. Like, he might be an old lady and he's across the street. And he's like, screw you, Grandma, pushes her onto the ground. I gotta get to Kingdom Hearts 3! <laughs> Kicks a child in the face. <laughs> No! Oh too far, mister! Too what? too far! No. <laughs> like, maybe he steals a lollipop from a kid. Need the sugar! <laughs> and he's running. <laughs> That's your... That, I believe that was his licking sound over the air. That's what that was. That's what it sounded like to me. That's the sound you would miss if in Far Cry 5 they cut out my tongue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Call back to last week. I like it. I like yep. it. Yep. And the final answer comes from Jose Santiago. He says, God of War. I haven't seen much of God of War, but it looks like they're going in a, from what I've heard anyway, they're going in a different direction with, with this game. But right. again, I haven't seen much of it. Well, or, I, I so, could be yeah. mistaken, but I believe that this will be the um, first or second game where Ninja Theory is not developing God of War. Hmm. And so um, you have that being prevalent. Um, but also they have him tagging along with a kid. And I'll yeah. be honest, I'm not a huge God of War fan. Like, I've played a couple of them and I thought they were okay. You know, nothing to write home about, in my personal opinion. Right. But I don't like the idea of having to... Uh, take care of virtual kid. <laughs> like, you know, taking care of real kids are bad enough, and now i got to take care of a virtual kid and make sure he's safe. So I don't know how that mechanic is going to play into it and if I really want uh, that mechanic in any of my games, but uh, they kind of have that going for them because if, if that mechanic is great and flawless, then the game will be that much better. But if it just drags the game down and, and makes... Um, for lack of a better word, unplayable, um, then that that's going to happen. That mechanic right there will tell you um, whether the game is good or not. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, escorting people and things like that in video games, more often than not, is difficult. 
because the AI is not the smartest. So, it, depending on the game, of course. But, yeah, hopefully that mechanic works like it's supposed to, and it works well enough so people aren't, you know, burned by it. Yep. So that was it for our community segment for last week. This week we have a new question of the week, and it's actually a preview for next week's episode. The question is, what is your favorite non-traditional sports game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... so <clears throat> sorry. So stuff like uh, NBA Jam, uh, NFL Blitz, um, NBA or NFL Street... Um, you know, SX Tricky, games like those that aren't, like, the norm uh, sports. Like, they're not uh, simulation sports games, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that would qualify things like Rocket League and yeah. uh, Mutant League Football. Uh, would, would we count, like, card games in there, too, or no? I'm just curious. Um. Well, I mean, if that's somebody's favorite uh, non-traditional sports game, I, I don't see why I wouldn't say no. Okay, cool. Card games. Put them in there if you got them. <laughs> so, wait, does that mean Yu-Gi-Oh! is a non-traditional sports game? I mean, that could work. Like, Gwent or whatever, you know. Because <laughs> it's a children's card game. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're looking forward to hearing what your favorite non- non-traditional sports game is, and we'll be talking about that and more on next week's episode. But with that, uh, we're done. Yes, sir. And we're out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 28 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we finally get out of here, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah. So you can find us on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. Uh, you can find me individually on Twitter at macrobov. That's M A C R O B V. I think I messed that up. Yes. <laughs> that's M A C R O B O V. And you can find my good friend Byron on Twitter at Braun1417. That's capital B R O N1417. You can also find me on Twitch streaming at twitch.tv B underscore Ron1417. That's B underscore Ron1417. And you can also find the podcast on iTunes, on CastBox, and on YouTube as well. All of the uh, names are the same. It's the name of the podcast, R&R Gaming with the ampersand. Find it there. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the bell. Hit the bell so you can get notified notified (laughs) for when we go live and episodes are posted there. And as far as iTunes and CastBox go... Hit that uh, subscribe button, subscribe there as well, and make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave us reviews. That will help us grow and it gives us feedback as well on how we can improve and things of that nature because we're all about growing and getting better every single time we do this. I think we've come a long way since we first started. We've added more content for you guys, and it's been a pleasure to do this for 28 episodes. So please leave us feedback and help us improve so we can continue to bring you the best content that we possibly can. So, with all that being said, uh, you guys got to come back next week. Ken, tell them why. Come back next week because everyone could use a little more R&R.
Depending on where you look, Kai can mean like life force or energy. Like in Dragon Ball Z, they shoot out yeah. Kai because yeah. they're shooting out their energy. Um, or there's even King Kai, which is supposed to be like Kai means God. Um, and he's supposed to be like the King God or whatever. So, you know, depending on how you look at it, we're talking about godly notifications or uh, notifications of energy. Oh, I like it. We're rolling with it, people. Yeah, notified. Notified. <laughs> Hashtag notified. <laughs> oh my yes. <laughs> Fantastic.